0: And we are live. Welcome, to Highfalutin Ski Bomb Podcast, episode number one hundred and sixty-four. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? Not much. I'm uh, happy to be back. It's
1: been uh, took a little bit of time off because uh, we had such a great, hilarious, long discussion with Frank that we had a uh, little time in there to do a, uh, a, a split episode and a uh, little time off last week, which was good.
0: Yeah, we had to break that bad boy into two because it ran long. We we initially, we we actually cut it off, the the conversation that we were having. And we chatted for another half an hour that after the podcast time. stopped. I think I had to bed at like two o'clock in the morning. And we started, I think, around nine. Yeah. That was crazy.
1: Yeah, the ending and how we ended and all that, that was a little fuzzy.
0: but It got a little weird, I got to tell you. But it was so much fun. Like I laughed during the episode when I was editing it and posting it. I was laughing, listening to it. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it as well because we had a lot of fun doing it.
1: I think those two episodes made the all time greatest list. That that made the top ten.
0: They were up there. Definitely up there in the top ten. Yeah. So if you wanna check those out, you can go to the website, SkiBumPodcast.com. dot com. And we are gonna be making a couple of minor enhancements this weekend to the site. I know I've I've been noticing some bugs that were out there from when we first launched it back in I think it was October of last year. And, you know, things happen, you gotta go skiing, got stuff to do, you don't have time to fix these things. So One thing, the big thing I noticed was that the player on the podcast episode page wasn't working. So I fixed that and I'm going to be uploading it this weekend. So if you want to check out the episodes with Frank 162 and 163, you can check those out. We'd prefer if you went to iTunes or SoundCloud, which actually it's not on SoundCloud, wherever you go for Android Stitcher. Stitcher. Yeah. Subscribe, we got download, rate. That's what we would really appreciate.
1: iHeartRadio.
0: iHeartRadio. Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Everybody gets Spotify. Yeah. So it's it's all over the place. So if you could check it out, we would really appreciate it. We thank you for listening. We're on the socials. Please follow us. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are at Ski Bum Podcast. We are on Pinterest as Highfalutins. We're on SoundCloud. You can find some classic episodes there. SkiBum, I think it's highfalutin-ski dash bums. Or on YouTube, too, right? YouTube, again, falling behind on those, but yeah. it's out there, too. Uh, just a I think search we're going to have to switch to tape
1: on YouTube, right? Do live, maybe?
0: That could be... I think we might just have to do that starting. Do maybe live. we'll plan it in the summer, and then for the fall, we'll do that. Probably starting in like September-ish. We're
1: going to have to beta test it a little.
0: Beta test, yeah. I have to clean up the background. I got my tools back there, my hammer, my, my uh, ski clamps.
1: I like it as it is, man. It's go native. I like it.
0: <laughs> go native. It's fresh. It's real is what it is. That's what it is. And that's what this podcast is all about, is keeping it real. So yeah, so that's about where all the places you can find us. Uh, again, all the info is there at Ski Bump Podcast. If you want to send us an email, Ski bump Podcast at gmail.com. We haven't been getting as many sticker requests lately. I think... Wow, oh, that's actually a good mental reminder on the website. We should add a request sticker button. Oh. I think Backcountry has that. Because I've been, I've been going on their site like five times a day for a particular <laughs> reason that I will I will get into during the app rate today segment. But that's actually a good idea. I'm going to write that down. Did you get
1: your Gearhead call yet?
0: Uh, not a
1: call, dude. I was buying so much shit from them for a while that I had a like a gearhead assigned to me. Like they were calling me like, Hey, if you need anything, advice or comparison, I can, I can work on stuff for you. I was like, really? I was like,
0: well, you were buying also like, well, you bought like a thousand dollar pair of like bike. Yeah. Deals, I was, didn't you? Like
1: I said, I was buying a ton of shit. It was ski stuff and bike stuff. I was buying all at one time. It was crazy. I'm
0: actually going to apply for some jobs there too. Yeah. Utah. I will tell you, I, I got no problem moving to park city. Yeah. Not a single goddamn problem.
1: Well, they're changing the, uh, it looks like they may change some of the beer drinking laws, right?
0: Probably. They just. What about the weed, though? Well, they actually just, uh, remember we talked about it in a few episodes ago, how they passed medical marijuana and then the lawmakers went in and changed it. That actually, they got sued for that, the lawmakers, and they repealed that.
1: You know why they got sued? Because we were shouting out about it. We were pretty pretty pissed off about that.
0: And to the good folks of Utah, we say. It's time. For That's right. You're welcome, today. Utah. you're welcome, Utah. <laughs> all right. So I guess with all that pomp and circumstance, I guess we can just roll into the app right today. All right, Brian, why don't you start off first today? I will start off today because I have an amazing, delicious, wonderful beer that I got last Friday. And if you were following us on Instagram or Twitter, you'll see the, the post that I posted. I went to the Other Half Brewery in Brooklyn, New York. Nice. A friend of mine who just changed jobs. We used to work together. He got a different job. And uh, we've been emailing back and forth. We finally decided to meet up. And we're like, hey, we're both getting out early. Day before Memorial Day weekend. Let's meet up at Other Half and grab some beers. And he's been there a bunch of times. I haven't been able to make it. From where I work in New Jersey, it was so easy to get there. I couldn't believe it. And the beers there are absolutely ridiculously amazing. And I have a bunch that I purchased and you know I'll get into that later and I'll save some for other episodes. But the one that I have decided to consume for this particular podcast is the Space Hallucinations, which is an Imperial Oat Cream India Pale Ale. It's coming in at a whopping 10.5% um i purchased this from the brewery after tasting it it was amazing it's so thick and you can see on the if you go to instagram or twitter and see the picture you can see that uh what it looks like there and it looks very hazy very thick it's it's a a classic like kind of new england style but again with that that oat cream makes it even thicker it's like orange juice right Seriously, it's what it's like. And you know, this one actually gets pretty close. It's actually, it's probably better than, but it's it's in a similar vein as that uh, Brooklyn or Burlington Beer Company. It's complicated being a wizard that I had a few weeks ago. It's just got so much flavor to it. You know, it's a very hoppy, thick IPA, but it's so smooth. It's, again, it's almost like a creamsicle when you drink it. Nice. Hmm. I I I can't even put into words how good this is. It's so just thick and creamy and delicious. And a I'm gonna be vanilla in there. What's that? A little scoop of vanilla in there. It's got some. I don't know if it's the oats or, or what. Or I don't know what. I don't know what oat cream even means. <laughs> is it actually really oats in here? Is it really cream in here? I have no idea. Cream of wheat, perhaps, they dropped in here. They cream the oats. Whatever the hell they did. It's I cream and oats. Ah. Oh. But yeah, if you can get it, if if you're in the Northeast, Tri-State area specifically, and you have a chance to get to that brewery, my God, just get there as soon as you can. I mean, the, I, I had probably four beers there and then bought four four-packs. And nice. I will even continue with my little saga. So I we were, <laughs> we were at the brewery and everyone comes loaded with coolers and growlers and whatever because they, they fill growlers, but they also sell... Now they can and they sell the cans there, and we're sitting there. And you know, it's cool because they sell different sizes of the beers too, so you can get like a four ounce if you want a little one, oh, really a full size, nice. yeah, which was really cool. So, if there was something that was kind of funky or weird and you wanted to try it, you can get the, the four ounce pour, sweet. And I was laughing because I saw a dude roll up and he had a ba- he had a Yeti cooler backpack, nice. and I was like, ah, look at this guy. And you know, it's like the whole Mahatma Gandhi thing, it's like first they. Mock you, then they, you know, then they something you, then they join you and you win kind of thing. Totally blowing that quote. But um, at first I laughed at it and then I'm like, my God, that's actually one of the most <laughs> brilliant things I've ever seen in my life. So lo and behold, the next day, Brian went on and bought that exact same Yeti, <laughs> freaking cooler backpack. Nice. I was joking with my buddy. I'm like, ah, eh, backpack's like $400, that freaking Yeti thing. Um, it was not $400, it was $300. Wow. But got on sale. But Backcountry had a 20% off coupon that just came that same day. Um, So I was able to get the 20% off coupon, use that, and, uh, And and now one thing that was good, every every comment that I read about, they're like, you know, if you have kids and you go to the beach, like this thing is fantastic. You know, you just throw your drinks in there and your snacks and it keeps supposed to keep things cold for like two or three days. And of course, I'm thinking about my son and I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to keep his milk cold when really I'm just being a selfish asshole going. I'm going to keep my beers that I buy at these. Your milk stout cold. 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 My oat cream stout cold. That's really Is it the Hopper backflip cooler? The 24 liter one. That is the one. The Yeti Hopper Backfoot 24. It's pretty awesome, right? Which color did you get, the charcoal or the uh, black? I got the uh, the gray, the light gray.
1: Yeah. That's the one I'm looking at.
0: Dude, uh, it seems pretty really cool. stupid and expensive. And uh, Not at all. it's a cooler. It's a cooler. And uh, it's a backpack cooler. Like I said, again, I laughed at the guy for a second. Then I thought, my God, that's genius. So, how many beers does that hold? Well, we're going to find out tomorrow when it gets delivered. Oh, actually, Yeti has the stats. It says
1: 20 cans of beer or 25 pounds of ice.
0: Nice. Well, so that's the thing. get 20 beers and then you get a couple. So I even I even went as far as to go into Amazon and buy a bunch of new ice packs to nice. go with my cooler backpack. Yeah, you can't spend that much on a Yeti and, and not get the, the
1: cooling stuff, right?
0: I found some really cool ones on Amazon. So they send them to you without any liquid in there. It's got like powder in there and it comes with a little funnel and you pour the water in there and then you freeze it and you also do it one time. But it was like oh. a five pack of these, um, these little cooler packs. So I was filling those up today. got them in the freezer. So I'm ready to go. My cooler comes tomorrow. I am ready to go. I'm going to go questing out to beers. One of my things that I, I will do this summer. I'm planning on it. I'm already going to, I'm putting it in semi pen on my little schedule here i have to get to treehouse this summer oh. i have a buddy who lives in the next town over there's a allegedly legal cannabis dispensary in the next town over as well so i really need to make a little bit of effort to get up there um to massachusetts so those are my two stops i want to make nice
1: you know what you need with the yeti though you got to have goals you need a freaking lojack because make sure that shit doesn't get walked off with
0: you know what i mean Dude, man, Yetis like. So I was talking. I was up um, at my my wife's aunt and uncles this weekend, and uh, his, you know, my her one uncle. He's got a daughter who's twenty. She's in college, and he was showing her. He's like, oh yeah, well, you know, went to this conference, and they gave us these um, Yeti tumblers, similar to the ones you can get at skibumpodcast.com slash shop. Those. That on our site are way cooler than the ones they were talking about because they were like monogrammed, customized. But yeah, she was like, you know, twenty years old. She's like, oh my god, you guys have Yetis! That's so amazing. <laughs> it's one of those brands that you know. There's certain brands that that the uh, younger generation are just drawn to, and and you know, if you if they find it cool at that age, they'll probably like it for a long time so you know if you're into apple that's something that they want to hook young people on so they can stay customers for life and right. apparently yeti has that same kind of drawing power too yeah i mean everything i've got a i've probably tripled the amount of yeti stuff i've had in the last year so i had like a cold stir that i got for my birthday a couple years ago which i'm using right now and i'm like nice. this thing is brilliant so then i got a giant like a cold thermos we got the tumblers that i have on the website for sale i got this backpack now like i, I have no idea i might get a freaking uh i don't know like a yeti custom ice rink for the backyard i have no idea <laughs> i have no idea what's next you don't know A yeti tattoo who knows yeti tattoo. Keep, keep you colder keep oh imagine like cold you cold why don't they have cold tattoos like a yeti cold tattoo like think about like dry ice tattoos like a White Walker tattoo, like a White Walker cool <laughs> tattoo. It's heat activated. It, the heat cools you down. They cool all summer, right?
1: Be sweet man,
0: that's a good goddamn idea. Or like a patch. You know, like they have oh. those. Um, what are those patches called? Like volleyball players always wear. Oh, they the, looks um, like, look like an X over your shoulder. Kind of thing. Yeah, the uh, uh, kinesio tape. Yes, that stuff. Like why don't they have like dry ice versions of those that you put on yourself and when you hit by the sun, they cool you down. There you go. Think about that.
1: Oh, they have the Yeti Makes A twenty-eight backpack cooler. What? So it's That's just right. a little bit bigger than the one that you have.
0: I have to return my other cooler then. <sighs>
1: the yeah, have to look at doesn't it doesn't have it. <clears throat> yeah, this is on the
0: Yeti site. Yeah. I had to get it from backcountry because I got miles and 20% off. So, exactly.
1: That's why I used to shop a lot from there.
0: You got to go backcountry. I got
1: to go backcountry.
0: Hopefully Very I can, cool. you know, that's the thing though, too. You don't want to get too many beers in there because you want to go get fresh beers every couple weeks.
1: That's true. You know? I think you have to get a dog because they, they have the Yeti dog ball.
0: Oh. And that you only be- get two miles per dollar at Yeti. You get four at backcountry. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. There you go. Miles, son. I wonder if the Yeti hat keeps you cooler, too. Of course, it has to. It has that's to, right? why it's $65. Exactly. But yeah, that's going to be our, our ski bump tip. If you're going to buy anything from Yeti, either buy it at Goodwill or make sure you have a coupon.
1: Yeah, Goodwill does actually carry Yeti stuff.
0: Goodwill? I mean, you never know what Goodwill's going to have. Right? You just never know. If you can go to a Goodwill near the most baller town that lives that, that you live by that's where you're going to find some good stuff. Like a bunch of like rich dipshits who have just too much stuff and just give it away.
1: Dude, I donate stuff to Goodwill Salvation Army and like ev- everywhere. I actually had them come out, um, Salvation Army cause I had a, an armoire, but they didn't want it. They were like, no, Salvation more armoire. Yeah. We of a TV stand. Like we don't take these cause we can't resell them. Like, uh, all right, I guess I'll have to do something with it. So
0: apparently, um, have you heard of the phrase beggars can't be choosers there? So obvi-
1: Apparently they're like, it's just not going to sell. Sorry. We can't, you know, we we can't take up that space in
0: our store if it's not going to move. I'm like, this yeah, is so it. last season. We're not going to carry this. Yeah. So I might put
1: it on free cycle or uh Facebook marketplace. Just somebody pick it up.
0: So Dude, we'll Marketplace. Say. You can, you can do yeah. some serious business there. I had some people looking
1: to buy it, but then they were pains in the asses and I got pissed off and I was like, I'm calling salvation arms, pick it up. I'd rather donate at that point than have some jerks stick me around about picking up the really cheap online.
0: I hear you, man. So,
1: yeah. All
0: right. So that was a long roundabout app today on my end. So what did you have?
1: So I went wildcard today. So, uh, God. I had a rough tiring week and, uh, figured I'd do a little coffee today. So I had leftover coffee. I figured, you know what? I don't like wasting coffee cause I make good coffee. And I figured, let me take that, throw a little Baileys in there, and throw a little rum. So I made my own little apre uh, iced coffee cooler, I guess I'll call it. Look at that. So uh, it's hot fruit and skeebum, skeebum iced coffee cooler.
0: Look at that. Do you remember, mm. I don't know if they still make them or not, but like Kahlua used to make a bunch of like pre-mixed drinks yeah like mudslides and like b52s i remember they still make those they still make those
1: yeah they, there's different companies that make them and then there's like um bailey's has like like eight different flavors i'm like okay they jumped the shark on that one there's like all sorts of the only problem with the, the pre-mixed stuff is it's usually too sweet
0: yeah they always put a bunch of sugar and crap in there because they never have to show the ingredients because there's alcohol in it right it's kind of ridiculous it's
1: like candy. Like you can't drink a lot of it because it's like too sweet. So
0: I'd rather make it yourself because you can really adjust your your ratios to get exactly how you like it.
1: Yeah, I figured like
0: I'd go. put a little rum in today. You know, why not? Yeah. Isn't that kind of like a B-52? Is it? I think that's what's in it. Let's call it a B-52. That's that's what I got now. A Boeing B-52 Strata Fortress. That is not what I'm looking for. <laughs> the picture they're showing here is a picture of a drink.
1: Yeah, the Flying Fortress, the Strata Fortress. I knew I had a neighbor that uh, was a gunner in the underside of one of those. Oh, wow. Old World War II guy. He's not here with us anymore, but uh, after Memorial Day, this is when we remember the greatest uh, greatest
0: generation, right? That's right. We are so soft and life is so easy because the sacrifices they made.
1: Dude, I was I a little kid. He was, I was a little kid. He told me these stories that were like, what the fuck? He's telling me a story about like how like. There's like one other guy, on the, on the bomber that's like alive when he came out. Like I'm like, dude, I looked it up one time. I'm like, he, he had like a three percent survival rate in there.
0: You're like, dude, yeah. I'm six. Like, why yeah. are you telling me this,
1: dude? Why? Yeah, uh, he was all the he would drink his scotch and, and reminisce. It was pretty funny.
0: Damn. So I was time. way off on the B-52. Like not even remotely close. <clears throat> not even close. Huh? B-52 is apparently done in a shot. And it's one-third coffee liqueur, one-third Baileys, and one-third Grand Marnier. All right, so it's close. B-58. You know, there's no rum. B-58, maybe? B- B-27 uh, C- Flying Fortress? C-28. You, should, you sunk my battleship? Yeah. I was way off. <sighs> way off. Way off. That sounds wow. really good, though.
1: Yeah, it's delicious. Uh, the thing is, I put more coffee um, and more rum and just a little splash you know just flavored it with the Baileys. and then i got a chaser of beer a sunshine uh sunshine city from green bench pretty damn good beer nice Oh, so, figured i'd uh you know do several alcoholic beverages for operate that's what, kind of what i usually do
0: well considering how the last podcast went it's yeah. always a good idea to have a a backup
1: well, that last podcast uh i think i was <laughs> i was on cold medicine i think i only had two beers but They were big beers.
0: and uh, Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Cocaine, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, taking cold medicine and then drinking the beers, I was like,
0: ooh. Yeah.
1: Plus, I didn't drink anything the entire week. So I was like going on like a a sugar purge. I was like eating no carbs or anything the whole
0: week. (laughs) You got them all in that one episode. Got
1: them all in that episode and it all hit me at once.
0: I know Frank was showing his bottle, man. He actually drank half a bottle of Woodford by himself.
1: Yeah, Those are the, that's why I don't sit with the bottle anymore. Cause I, you just keep pouring it.
0: Well, so next to me, next to the uh, the podcast, the the mixer, and all of our equipment here, I I set up this like triple rack here, and the second level is just I have all my ski tuning stuff, but then I also have just a bunch of liquor. <laughs> There's like a bottle of Balvenie Scotch. I got the Harnahorn gin. I got Kirkland vodka. I got that that awesome tequila. You gave me that bottle, that white and blue one. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so it can get it can get Cate dark. Zool. Oh my god, that's so good. That stuff.
1: Yeah, it's good shit.
0: Yeah, this can get really dark over here if uh, if I decide to start just pouring things.
1: So you're basically podcasting from a bar, right? That's kind of what's what that equates to.
0: If the bar had marzipan, then yes, that's the kind of bar I'm Boom. podcasting from. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping to seal in this part of the basement for the podcast this summer. Nice. That's one of my my little goals that I have for myself, which I probably won't accomplish because I have to hang your skis and stuff. It'll be great. Well, I have my old vocals in the corner here because I was I used them for testing my uh, doing my first tuning experiment on them. Nice. And unfortunately, I haven't skied on them, so I can't tell if the tune went well or not. But. <laughs> Yeah, me and Nick the one night just had a couple drinks and just hung out and, and tuned our skis over at Google Hangouts. It's that's cool. fun. Yeah. yeah it's a way to do it. Yeah,
1: You gotta get a, a rack for your skis or something.
0: Yeah, that's... Uh, I like the one you have hanging up right now. Yeah, The thing is, I don't know if I have room to hang them down here, just because I don't know. I don't think there's...
1: Uh... I got them over a door, so I got a, I got a high ceiling.
0: We have the low ceilings here in the basement, so I don't know if... like. I wonder if I could actually fit them. Yeah, see, the thing is, there's like support beams every little bit. So I don't know if I could actually fit them in there.
1: Hmm. You can hang up up and down on the uh, wall too.
0: Yeah, I could do my. Actually, because it's a low, eh, they might fit. The vocals fit. They're only 171 though. Um, mm. Yeah, they should all be okay. If I could just wedge them in between other stuff. I think the uh, longest yeah. pair I have is my, the black crows are 182s. Oof. There's another 10 Just centimeters. Cut the beams. Should be fine. Just cut the beams. Right. Cut a hole in the ceiling. And put the skis okay. through so they're going through right. the living room floor. Who's going to know?
1: Put a table over it. You're good.
0: No one will know. <laughs> put the
1: couch over it. Something like that.
0: So we actually have a couple of fun stories this week in the good old App Today segment. And this was from the oh so admirable and venerable site brobible.com and it's why is a cocktail called a cocktail in the first place and this is something i've probably thought about a couple times but never really took the time to research but it's kind of interesting to you know really just think about it and find some information on this so i like this article for that particular reason And what they say is, technically speaking, what a cocktail is, is a mix of alcohol and at least one other ingredient. As a result, you could apply the label to a whiskey ginger. So I think it's safer to define it as a drink that contains three or more elements. This is according to the author of this particular article. Mm. And they kind of go into... You know, some different theories, and one is about a, an apothecary in London back in the 1700s. One is about a um, uh, like a, a bar in New York City in the 1800s. But it turns out, strangely enough, that the term cocktail is <laughs> related back to England, but the researchers have traced the origins to horse breeders. Hmm. And particularly the sellers of those horses, they had a peculiar strategy where they turned, they would go to their animals and they would stick ginger up their ass. Nice. And the practice was called, they say the horse was cocktailed. So in England, a cocktail became a term that was used to describe spicier ingredients that were added to a drink in order to give the imbiber a bit of life.
1: So does that mean they put ginger up people's asses when they drank it too?
0: <laughs> it depends what part of town you're in <laughs> and, and what bar you went to, because I'm sure that, that uh, practice is still being adhered to somewhere. Wow. And I'm not against it. I may even try it tonight. I don't, I, I may have some ginger up there right now. You don't know. Damn. That is vodka tampon. Ready that's, to jump. For, that's for me and Jesus to discuss. You know what? It's uh, ginger vodka tampons, gingivitis, <laughs> gingivitis, gingivitis. But now you know, and you have some great that, that's actually a great opening line. If you're a single gentleman looking to to chat up a lady at the bar, you can that's ask right. her if she's ever been cocktailed. We're little ladies, I'm like, hey, hey well, you like, been cocktailed. any ginger in your drink? There, would you like some ginger? <laughs> you bet a size 14.
1: Damn, I wonder how much ginger they shoved
0: up the horse's ass. Like, did they peel it? Like, did they. Yeah, how
1: is the ginger treated? I mean, is they it... have to peel it, right? Was you know, would they grind it? Is it? Is it just a. I
0: don't know, a piece of ginger? Like, like it looks like a freaking female sex toy a lot of times when you buy it. There, I got the freaking knob there, and there's like the little rabbit part in the top, and. <laughs> a little stimulator that's going through there. I guess you'd have to peel it and then just give you the old, how's it going there, fella? How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? So there you go. A little wow. bit of knowledge. Tell people that's where the term cocktail comes from. Tell them your pals, the highfalutin ski bums at ski bum cocktail. That'd be cool. Take a poll. There you go. Here's your opening line. All
1: right. Next up we have beer archaeologists are reviving ancient ales with some strange results. So, um, Travis Rupp from Avery Brewing Company in Boulder, Colorado says, um, he's been trying to make different flavors from ancient recipes, uh, into modern beers. Um, and just kind of, I guess this is part of the exploration of, of an, you know, of a, an artist, you know, making beers where you want to try, you know, to push the envelope and and find new flavors and find new techniques. So um, actually it's pretty cool. Like there's, there's a bunch of different things he talks about in here. And uh, he talks about the one he tried making chicha, which is um, a Peruvian corn based beer. um, That he actually put together from pre incan uh, archeological evidence and it called for partly chewed corn, uh, fermented in spit. <laughs> so he actually had to persuade some of his colleagues to gather around and actually help make it. Uh, and then he got, uh, into brewing it and he had a corn quinoa spit mixture. He said it gelatinized in the steel tank and created this like big blob, um, which was about seven bathtubs of a polenta textured goop. Um, yeah. So yeah. that's, that's one of the, the bad fails. Uh, then he, you know, but he actually said they, that they wound up turning it um, into something that they could kind of drink, uh, but it actually got worse from there because they said when they tried to drain the tank, uh, it cemented into the pipes because it, the corn was so finely ground that just made like a cement. Um, so, pretty nasty stuff. And then they talk about uh, one, there's a Viking inspired beer uh, based on information uh, gleaned from debris of ancient shipwrecks and some writings. And uh, they made it with juniper branch it, branches and baker's yeast. Um, so, Gave a slight surprising whiff of banana. So, um, you know, that was another one. Then there's a Bathsheba one, uh, primarily from Israel, uh, grain and p- pomegranate juice. Um, so, you know, there's some pretty cool ones. And then he made one called Benedictus, where he got um, some Italian monks to help create a monastic recipe with wormwood and lavender. And he said that smelled like uh, a men's shampoo and tasted like drinking herb garden. So, so crazy. It's pretty cool to see that like people are like touring around with things that are just totally like off off the, you know, the reservation, you know, where, you know, some people do the well, we tried this little bit of hops and and maybe put a little bit of fruit in here, or a little bit of peel. You know, that's that's a little bit more of the safer, you know, touring around with things, whereas this guy's really pushing the envelope of uh, what's possible, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's cool too because they, um, so this guy from Avery Brewing, they did a a George Washington Porter. And I don't know if you guys have ever had the beers from Yards Brewery in, they're outside of Philly, I think, or maybe they're oh, in Mars. Philly. They yeah. do those Ales of the Revolution. And they took the recipes from George Washington, Ben Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, and I think maybe alexander hamilton and they made these four different beers based on the recipes they found and you know i mean they had to like modify things for ingredients they couldn't find but they uh, they did a similar thing now i don't know if they went as deep as this dude went because it seems like this guy travis rupp from avery he's like a real you know like archaeologist and is really trying different things and trying to find these ancient recipes and trying to replicate them.
1: Yeah. These are told, like ancient, ancient stuff, like crazy, right?
0: Yeah. They said that this, um, the George Washington one was meant to show what he was drinking at, at Mount Vernon during his retirement years.
1: Hmm. Oh, here and it the, is. They have uh, general Washington's tavern, Porter, poor Richards ta- uh, tavern, spruce, Thomas Jefferson's Tavern
0: Ale. I've had it. I've had the uh, the Ben Franklin. We had that at uh, Shepherd and Knucklehead. That one yeah. time we went. Yeah,
1: that was I think actually had the really spruce good. There didn't we
0: too? That was the Tavern Spruce, the uh, Poor Richards, yeah. the yeah. Ben Franklin one. Yep. Uh, but what's cool too is like there's another guy they interview in this article, and he's worked with Dogfish Head, and he's done some chemical analysis in Turkey. And he's trying to figure out what King Midas of Greek mythology was drinking. Um, and they say it's probably a mixture of grape wine, barley beer, and honey mead. Wow. And that's actually what they've made at Dogfish Head. It's called Midas Touch. Huh. And I know I've seen it in the stores before. And I'd never really thought about buying it. And now after reading this article, like I'm really intrigued and want to get some. Yeah. That sounds pretty good now. It does, right? And it's crazy too because Yeah, they mention in the Iliad um, that a mixed beverage called Kikion is given to soldiers injured in the Battle of Troy. As if the wine-beer-mead trio weren't enough, McGovern says there's good evidence the Greeks were topping off the mixed beverages with a sprinkling of grated cheese. Damn. Huh. Pretty crazy, right? Interesting. And his article, this is a, a fantastic article. We'll, we'll link it in the show notes if you want to check it out. Yeah. And it's cool because one of the things they talk about is like like people have been trying to, you know, drink alcohol and, you know, kind of open up their minds and challenge their, you know, their possibilities, like all throughout history. And it's the one quote that I love that he says is, you know, how many books have you read on milk? Like, do you know the history of the paperclip? No they never wrote this shit down because they didn't care about it. It wasn't important, but when it came to beer and wine and mead, they would write all this, this stuff down about it because they wanted to, they wanted to replicate it and do it again and make sure this information wasn't lost. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah. It says in some, in some seemingly beerless societies, he says it's the, it's possible the drink was so common that it didn't seem worth writing about, or at least didn't seem worth writing about to the highfalutin sliver of the population that could actually write. Hmm. So like the Greeks, they never really talked about beer that much. So it's not that they really, you know, didn't have it. It's that they just didn't it was so commonplace they probably didn't even bother writing about it. Yeah. Other places were like really into it and we're focusing on it and, you know, trying different recipes and ingredients and trying to, uh, to make it something special.
1: Well, look at like wine and champagne. They write down everything, like they write down like the temperature, like how the season was,
0: like how how much rain they got that year. Yeah.
1: It's crazy. Like all the stats and now they're starting to do it with beer. Um, because I guess it's, it's, you know, become such a craftier, um, type of type of drink now.
0: Yeah, it's pretty awesome.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: So, we'll link this in the show notes if you want to check it out and get more information.
1: Yeah, it's interesting to see people making stuff with beer too. Like, I've seen more beer cocktails now, too, where they use a beer and they make a cocktail with it.
0: Yeah, people are, uh, are pushing it because, again, the beers are becoming so unique and different and flavorful. It's not just like you know, you're not using Coors Light to make you know, beer battered fish and chips or anything. Right. There's some real legit stuff going on there in the, uh, the beer world.
1: But they use a Bud Light or a Corona
0: to make a uh, Corona Rita. Right? Corona Rita's. You want to get banged up at Applebee's? <laughs> that's right. Tomorrow. After a PCA meeting, that's where you go. That's
1: where you go, man. All you can eat apps. God, bang have, you it ever,
0: like, have you ever just gotten hammered at like an Applebee's or a Friday's on like a Friday or Saturday night?
1: You know, unfortunately, no. But I, I, I kind of want to have that experience.
0: I we used to so when we were playing roller hockey back in the day, like we would go after our games, we'd go to TGI Fridays, and this was like nice. when we were just like twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, like that kind of. That's a, a good after plan. event thing, you know. It was perfect. Like I really didn't drink back then, and again I was like all wiped out from hockey and I had to drive home, but like. You see some people just getting banged up at the Fridays, you know, they're like just having those blue cocktails, the blue fish bowls of stuff. And
1: well, think about after a hockey game or a softball game or something, you go back to a place like that, that has like cheaper, they have like unlimited apps or something like that with drinks. You just picking cause you're hungry and then just getting hammered. I can see that.
0: Oh yeah. Just get, just like like a
1: Wednesday night, you know, just fucking just getting hammered,
0: just getting bombed at Fridays. Yeah. Like (laughs) That's you know, the best Like, imagine getting hammered like in the daytime at Applebee's.
1: Dude, I've been to so now I've been going to uh more um more hockey ranks to watch hockey and um you know to watch you know somebody playing hockey and it's like these a lot of these places have full on bars with like food and everything. I'm like people are getting banged up while like their kid is playing <laughs> hockey. <laughs> to like, I got two hours in this place, I'm just gonna start tying one on. It's
0: pretty crazy. Have you watched all the hockey fights that happen between the parents and the
1: <laughs> crowd? I, I have you know not why. seen that yet. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> now you know why, though. Now you can partake in that too.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can egg people on, take bets, I can start like a pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to start dice games. You,
0: you could do that,
1: that's right. Always a possibility. Start taking odds on my like, kids fighting and shit.
0: Let's get into the Gondula.
1: <laughs> That'd be brutal. That, yeah. that would be wrong.
0: That would be rough. <laughs> All right, so with that, we're going to take our weekly journey into the old gondola. And I think after the last two episodes, which we are counting as two episodes, but it was actually one for us. <laughs>
1: One long conversation. Let's we
0: put it that way. do not have a bean of the week. I was actually attempting to go and purchase a bean of the week this week, but logistics complications, things happen. I could not. I could not make it happen. So life, life happened. So we're going to skip the bean of the week this week, <laughs> but we are going to jump into a couple of quick stories that we have. And the first one is from. Those oh-so-highfalutin folks at The Guardian. Has legal cannabis killed the bong? What? You know, in stoner culture, it was always flourished under cannabis prohibition. Nothing signified one's love of the plant more clearly than water pipes known as bongs. It's true.
1: And they had head shops. Remember how many more head
0: shops there were? Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, this is for tobacco, right? It's like, yeah. of course it is. Good, sir.
1: Now those head shops are gone. It's, it's got to be in a dispensary. They're all now. vape shops, yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, it was practical as well as symbolic. And now, you know, bongs offer more smoke and a smoother hit than pipes or joints. Whether in use or not, they convey a clear message. Marijuana is smoked here. <laughs> they have been used to smoke cannabis since antiquity. When someone is sucking on a bong, mouth agape inside a glass tube, it's a pose of the purest hunger, like a baby goat sucking on an udder. Users often named their bongs to the fraternity of underground cannabis users. They were akin to sacred totems. But with legalization underway, bongs have an image problem. The wellness-obsessed cannabis industry doesn't have much use for them. Health-conscious users prefer to vape or eat cannabis than combust it. The bong is, as a centerpiece of a room, also isn't a good fit for the industry's new ethos, echoed in the slogan of the magazine Gossamer, for people who also smoke weed. So it's it's kind of interesting because... Yeah, a lot of people would prefer to be a little more subtle, a little more discreet, have a vape, have some concentrates, you know, pop an edible and uh, just being like, yeah, the old school stoner with the with the giant bong right there. It's uh, it's it's possibly a, you know, something that's going to have to perish as a result of it becoming more mainstream.
1: Well, let me ask you this. So, bongs are some bongs are are like pretty awesome to look at. They're like really artsy, usually like nice glass. Like, I've seen some bongs that are like works of art, right? Now, do you think with the legalization, we may start seeing these as centerpieces, as like, oh, yeah, that's a a nice bong. Maybe you're not using it, but now that might become something that people have in their curio cabinet?
0: Like, I know that there's been some water pipes or bongs that they've made adapters for the vaporizers so nice. you know for like a pax or something you would stick it in there and it would actually go through the bong in order to that you could use it so it's like a, a you're getting like the best of both worlds doing that but you know you know it could just be like once things become really commonplace it could just be a uh, used for artistic purposes but hmm. you know I don't think it's ever It can never truly go away. But yeah, I mean, it's not something because, you know, everything in life has become more mobile now, just in general. You know, like people, people don't want to collect big, heavy, bulky things in general. You know, like you want to have your phone. You want to have your quick vape. You want to have your Bitcoin on your phone. Like you don't want to be carrying around big, complicated, heavy things. You want things to be like nimble and light and smooth. And I,
1: I got to say, there's still probably going to be a place. So like down here in Tampa, it's, they call it cigar city for a reason. Like there's a ton of cigar places and people love their Cuban cigars and they love what, you know, they get them illegally from wherever. Aren't and, they legal uh,
0: now though to have here? Wasn't that part uh, of that whole like Obama? It's thing? legal to have, but I don't, I,
1: you still can't go to a store and buy them. So if you got them, you obtain them from somewhere. Like you went to Europe, you got them, you're allowed to possess them. Um, but there's a lot of cigar places and people just like going out, grabbing a cigar, having a drink, you know, because they're like bars and people just hang out, sit there and they and they like smoking that cigar. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Like you think about like, is that like the way of like, so are bonds going to go the way of the pipe? Remember how people used to have like the old pipe and they'd sit there in their chair and smoke their nice little, you know, scented tobacco from their pipe?
0: Well, it could be like the hookah lounge now. You know, yeah. Like you go to the hookah lounge. They have those all set up. Maybe you have a uh, a bong lounge. Bong lounge. Pipe bong, cigar, hookah. And I don't have a ton of, ton of bong experience. I do know the last time I used one, it was a shit show. Well, that was can, on me.
1: Yeah. Well, if you do a hookah with weed, with THC, like that's legit. That's like a big bong, right?
0: Pretty much, yeah. It's so, like an octopus bong.
1: Yeah, it depends what you put in it. Well, that could be the 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 new bong. Because it's kind of the hookah's already out there. And now they're legalizing weed. So if you get them together, boom.
0: Yeah, the there's, I don't think it'll ever go away. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. this article is kind of a, I think it's kind of a fluff piece. But it was fun to talk about because, you know. Whenever you're talking about cannabis, one of the first things you you think about are just a bunch of stoners, like just taking bong,
1: bong rips together. Well, think about the bowlerness of having a bong versus a vape or like an edible or something like that, because the vape, they're small, so you can have them everywhere. You have a bong, man, that's an experience. Like all you're doing is clear the room because I'm going to smoke this bong. Not going to just send a a a serious
0: message with the bong. Yeah.
1: That's like this is what we're doing. We're smoking the bong. I'm not gonna do anything <laughs> yeah. else. The vape is. I'm doing other stuff, and then I'm gonna hit a quick vape. You know, or, I came or pop from yoga.
0: Edible. I'm just. I'm gonna have a little vape. I don't that's want my right. lungs to get messed up. If you have the bong there, you're like, I'm a stoner. I am proud of it. And this that's is right. my. Uh,
1: you know, what I'm doing for the next hour. I'm fucking smoking this bong. <laughs> 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 I want to work this bong, and then that's about it.
0: I'm gonna Netflix the fuck out of this <laughs> afternoon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, better put on some music or some tv because i ain't touching shit i'm gonna okay. just be working the bone.
0: i am incapable of anything right now
1: <laughs> sends a message but this is this is what you do you slow down and you enjoy you enjoy it you know
0: considering um, how like high energy and caffeinated and addicted to our phones we are i really don't think that's such a bad thing yeah i know like i just noticing in myself just how you know, again, like I placed that order for that stupid Yeti backpack, and I was <laughs> checking my phone like five times a day to see, like, did Bad Country send it out? Like, let me check my. Let me log in. Let me check my UPS. Why haven't I sent it out yet? Like, I just. And then you're you know, like, like
1: pissed off. It's going to come in two days instead of one. You're like, and then
0: the you know fuck, what? Man? It's going to come tomorrow, and it's going to sit there. I'm going to go. Oh, good, it's here, and I'm not going to use it for like a week. Yep. So it's just it's. You just want just,
1: to see it? You want to touch it?
0: Like. We're just I well, I'm speaking for everyone, but, but when I say we Yeah, it's just you just you just need that stuff. And like when you have that thought in your head now, like, well, I want this and I want it right now and I want to have it in my hands and touch it. And yeah, I won't do anything with it, but I want to have it because it's mine and it's I'm it's just I need it.
1: You know, the such the best dream. is now everybody has like they give you the tracking and everything's tracked. I remember a time when nothing was tracked, you like I hope it shows up. Hope it shows up. Maybe next week I show up and there's a package. Like, all oh, right, I didn't know it was gonna get delivered. Now people are like, oh, I saw it I left the distribution center. It's out for delivery. Like, you know exactly where it is. I if was You don't have that. You're pissed off. You know? I
0: was messaging my gearhead the second day. I was like, hey man, this hasn't been sent out yet. Like, hey, what's going on? What's going on, man? I'm
1: like, don't are worry. you guys sending
0: it out? Going on today. It's all good. <laughs> Smoke your bong, chill out, it'll be there. That's right. If
1: you were smoking a bong, you wouldn't give, shit. Wouldn't you'd give you'd a be, shit. I would That would be a day. That would be what you did for the whole day. Like, oh, hey, man, I forgot about checking out my package yesterday.
0: I would What's love it? days like that. It's a day to have a couple bong rips, just fall asleep on the couch. Ah. Uh, not that today. What would be even better, and this is another story we have in the gondola here, a quick little thing that I didn't put in the outline, but we're going to talk about anyway. Ben & Jerry's, in the most Ben & Jerry's thing possible, announced they plan to make a CBD-infused ice cream. Nice. Isn't that badass? So they're saying that long known for stoner-hinting flavors such as Bonnaroo Buzz, Fish Food, and Half-Baked, The U.S. company's decision to add CBD to its product as soon as the plant extract is legalized at the federal level comes as the market of cannabinoid infused products has exploded over the past several years.
1: So they they said they're waiting for it to be federally legal, though?
0: Yeah, which they're saying um, they've submitted comments on the issue is encouraging fans of its product to contact the FDA during a public consultation period on the use of CBD in food now through July. Nice. The regulator has said it plans to use the public comments to inform a federal working group looking to explore potential pathways for dietary supplements and or conventional foods containing CBD to be lawfully marketed.
1: That'd be a big uh, federal
0: win. Right? Nice. So big news from Ben and Jerry's, you know, we could be, uh, could be having some CBD infused ice cream by next ski season. You
1: know what's next? We're going to get the, uh, the Caramel THC ribbons in in the ice cream. That'd be nice. Oh yeah. Well, that's pretty big because that's, uh, they're owned by Unilever. So that's a big step for, if you think about all the products that Unilever makes, sell out
0: bitches at Ben and Jerry's.
1: Yeah, but it's a big statement for like a major food producer to say, hey, you know, product producer to say we're gonna we're gonna start using CBD in products.
0: Oh yeah, it is. That's huge.
1: That means we're, everybody's moving the needle. Got to keep keep pushing it along.
0: And of course, because they're Ben and Jerry's, they're gonna be looking to use sustainably sourced CBD from Vermont, man. Right, man. <laughs> I wonder what it must have been like to be to be like one of the first customers at the Ben and Jerry's ice cream store in 1978
1: when they opened. Can you imagine you would have lost your freaking mind like, oh, my God, they have all this ice cream here?
0: Well, could you imagine like just just think about those folks in 1978 rolling into that renovated gas station in Burlington, Vermont, and they're like, hey, man. I know we're all super high right now and it's (laughs) super illegal, but trust me, in like 40 years, weed is going to be legal here and in a bunch of other cool states. We can happen, man. It's going to be legal and you're going to have dipshit states like New Jersey who can't get their shit together and actually legalize something. And you're still going to have the South where they're all going to be a bunch of like Bible thumping toothless. You Dude, know.
1: How, how stupid are we as a country? Like, we can't even make a fucking balanced budget.
0: Dude, the fact that we are 330 million people trying to agree on anything is ridiculous in the first place. Yeah. Like, if
1: we were on a deserted island, if there's no structure, we would just, like, we would be throwing shit at each other.
0: We are... We're, idiots. We are, we, we're apes. We are actually part of... We are Humans, homo sapiens, are one of the great apes, and... We seem to think we're so sophisticated and have evolved past that. But just remember, every time there's been any sort of crisis anywhere, we all just become those apes again. So,
1: yep. I think apes are smarter than us right now. Everybody's dumb by the, uh, by, the, by the phones. Well, the problem is we have... I got to see what's going a, on because I can't have an opinion of myself. How, have, how does everybody poll on Facebook and Instagram?
0: Well, I think part of the problem is we have a false belief that we're smarter than we are.
1: Yeah, everybody thinks they're freaking, they're special,
0: they're genius, they're, they're unique, yeah. they're special. No, we're all a bunch of fucking monkeys. Is really half, all it is.
1: Half the people out there that think they're they're really special are fucking dumb shits. That's what they are.
0: A lot of the people too. If things did, you know, if shit did hit the fan, they're the first ones to panic and pop fifteen Xanax and probably hang themselves.
1: There's a lot of soft, soft kids out there
0: gotta suck everybody, everywhere.
1: Stop a bunch of whiny bitches out in the... <laughs> <laughs> Bastards and bitches out there just freaking whining and complaining about everything.
0: Bastards and bitches. You know
1: what people do? Real people? They don't complain. They make shit happen.
0: It's true. They make it better. ABC. Always. be Closing. That's right. A. Always. B. B. C. Closing. Always. be Closing
1: right i think everybody should watch that in like freaking second grade that should be a requirement that scene.
0: <laughs> yeah right
1: i <laughs> could have been something
0: <laughs> second place set of steak knives
1: that's it that's what you got
0: man my wife is yeah you see the uh what the the uh, second place team gets when they win the stanley cup <laughs> a whole bunch of goddamn nothing.
1: Let me ask you, do they even get a prize? Do they get a cup or anything? Is there like a second place Stanley Cup? There isn't, right?
0: Just a fucking toilet. <laughs>
1: right. You got your trophy for winning your conference, right? And that's it. Like, just whatever. You, you got something, but get the fuck out of here. You didn't win the Stanley Cup.
0: Runner up is first loser, right?
1: That's right. Like, do you remember who lost the... Aside from the Buffalo Bills that lost the... Super Bowl, like oh. freaking four times in a row. Nobody remembers all the losers, mm-hmm. unless like you, you're a Giants fan. You remember the Patriots lost to the Giants?
0: Oh, I do.
1: Right, the perfect season.
0: Repeatedly,
1: the perfect season where they had the, the freaking shirts printed out and everything. Great,
0: eighteen and one, phenomenal record. Boom, phenomenal so. record.
1: So, who is it? Who still holds the perfect season? Was it Miami? But they had less. Yeah. They had less games in the season, though, right? Like
0: 12 games, right, back then, or 14? 14, something like that. You guys
1: are paid an average of, like, 20 grand a year.
0: They're all smoking on the sidelines. Yeah. Like, they're, they are they have, like, jobs in the summertime.
1: There's no drug testing because everybody had fucking concussions. It, it's crazy.
0: The helmets were, oh, like,
1: plastic. <laughs> yeah. They would have been better off not wearing anything. Seriously. And go out there and pound it out. Pound it
0: out. All right, I think all it's right. time for some ski news. Yes, sir. You want to start us off?
1: All right. So uh, I don't know if everybody heard about this. I'm sure people heard something because it was on every media stream that we've seen. Uh, But Mount Everest uh, has gotten very crowded as of late. Uh, Nepal uh, issued 381 permits at $11,000 each. And it caused, because I guess the weather was so messed up, everybody's waiting for the right time. And there's like a, I guess, a few weeks of a window that opened up where everybody can climb. 381 people decided to climb at the same time. And it caused this, like, it was pretty fucked up. I I mean, there's this AP photo that they have with this article. Um, And I've seen this several places. This is with BBC News. There's like, you know, all the the news agencies were, were carrying the same photo. It is a line of people, like, they're waiting for the fucking... Um, you know, space, Mountain. Disney
0: World or something, yeah,
1: yeah, like it, the line at Space Mountain, they're fucking waiting, like person to person. It's like you can't even walk ahead, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, if you haven't checked it out, just uh, Google Mount Everest 2019 and you'll find oh, some yeah. pictures. I mean, it's it looks like people were just dropped there for a photo shoot. It's amazing how many people are there.
1: It's like, is this Hands Across America? Like, what the fuck's going on? Hands Across Nepal.
0: Wow. Hands across America. That's a throwback.
1: Yeah. Throwing that chip back. I mean, it is absolutely like crowds of people like trying to get up. And they said it was dangerous. There was like the, the death toll was rising rapidly that one day. I think they said it was like, well, there's two died. And then they said, well, there's four the next afternoon. And then it's like they're keeping track because people are just plummeting to their death. And I guess there's these, these rough crossings that are like, you know, people like, I guess this is the main route. And uh There's like areas where there's like a ladder that some brave people took all the way up there, freaking hiked up, put it there. And now everybody uses that, that like, it's like a, uh, uh, aluminum ladder that they put up there to cross this little thing. So people have fallen off of that shit. It's like, holy fuck, man. Like, you know, and it just, it used to be one of those mystical things were like, wow, you climb there. Maybe you didn't have the help of like all these Sherpas or oxygen. Like there was really something to being able to do it. Now it's, I don't know. It's a little bit, a little bit different. I mean, that's why, you know, when we talked about, um, Corey, right. Uh, the dude that's climbing, he's not going up this route. He's going up, uh, with another climber, they're going up a different route.
0: Which- yeah, and unfortunately for them last week they had to do um they had to kind of cut their trip short and not make their final push because right. of the weather because they were taking an, the northern slope route where the weather was a lot worse and because of the conditions and the terrain it was a lot colder than they expected it to be they um they had to kind of abort their mission and uh, are starting to head back home now.
1: Yeah. And you know what that's the smart smart thing to do cuz I don't know. You always hear these stories about like people that pushed it and then they died. So, you know, it's kind of know yourself and know the weather and you, c- you can't fight mother nature, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, it sucks that he spent like a year preparing for this, but you know, in a way it's, you, you, you really do have to be smart because if you mess this up, like you're dead. Yeah. It's Plain and simple. You're just dead. You're going to be dead
1: and preserved and people are going to say, Hey, I use that as a marker when I go climbing up the dead guy there. Like, yeah. You know, green
0: boots. Like we talked about last week, you could be the guy just beaten off at the top. Yeah, (laughs) That's right. He died doing what he loved.
1: (laughs) But they actually have another picture of like, I guess people leave in base camp and it is like, they call it like a conga line. And it is like a bunch of little ants in a line going up. And I'm like, yeah, that's not hiking alone. That's hiking with like 300 other people or 200 other people in that line. So it's literally a line of people. So it's just yeah. kind of crazy.
0: Yeah. And they're saying too, part of it, part of the reason why it's been so crowded is because the weather window is so short. Usually it's a couple of weeks that they can they right. can get people up there, but this window is really tight and everyone is just trying to get up and, you know, say they got up there and, stake their claim, so they're they're just jamming all these people up there in one time.
1: Yeah. I don't know. The only solution would be you know, double the price of the permits and, and half the number of permits.
0: And add a Velociraptor. Add a, that's right. Takes care <laughs> of a lot of uh, overpopulation.
1: You get could uh, have people shoot at them. That'd be pretty messed up. Throw snowballs at them. Stand up there. You get those snowballs.
0: Could do that too.
1: Yeah. I don't know crazy shit, but yeah, they said not uh, gonna get any
0: less crowd. That's for sure. Yeah.
1: So they said the death toll rose to 11. So, um, it's crazy. People were waiting to reach the summit. It's like, I don't know. It's weird. It's like being at a, uh, at a photo place, you know, on the, uh, Grand Canyon or something like that, you know, waiting for, The person to get off the summit so you can go up there and take a picture, you know?
0: It's crazy. It's like a bathroom at St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Nuts, man.
1: Yeah.
0: Absolutely nuts. All right. Next up Mammoth Mountain extends season into August after 30 inches of snow in May. What? So their original plan was to be open daily until July 7th. And now our boy, Nick, who I know is listening, he's talked about one of his favorite day skiing was 4th of July at Mammoth. And now they have extended it into August daily, not just weekends, daily into August. They have 30 inches of snow, 30 plus in May. Uh, they had 29 as of two days ago, and they got 6 to 10 uh, yesterday. So they're looking at over 715 inches of snow at Mammoth and they have been open from November and then they will be open until August for a grand total of 277 days in a row, which means Hmm. they will only be closed for 87 days. How Hmm. awesome is that? That is crazy. Yeah. You know it's just it, it's a roll of the dice that's just how skiing is you know like it you could be planning a trip right now in June of 2019 and you're saying I'm going to Jackson you know January 5th and it's going to be amazing and you get there and there could be no snow hmm. or you can get there fly in Get to your, your condo and the next day it dumps three feet and you have the most amazing week of your life. That's kind of the beauty, the mystery, the conundrum, the paradox that is skiing is that you just don't know what you're going to get. And that's kind of what makes us part of the reason why we love it so much is you just don't know everything before is... us. Comfort less okay. like a box of chocolates, right? yeah skiing is like a box of chocolates exactly never know what you're going to get and you could go you could step into you know bite into one and you're getting just marshmallow powder all day yeah or it could be just freaking chocolate mousse ass dirt you never know
1: <laughs> chocolate god oh, that was nastiest that was the nastiest skiing man i was like skiing in doo-doo it was gross
0: i was so happy i was on uh, rental skis
1: yeah yeah that's definitely smart Crazy. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got Jackson Backcountry Violator shares perspective in an open letter. So, February 28th, 2019, um, the gates at Jackson Hole were closed because they had several feet of snow uh, over the last few days and avalanche danger was high at all elevations. So, the Park Service and Teton County Search and Rescue um, prohibited backcountry access via those exit points. Um, that afternoon, a group of four ducked the rope uh, off the Teton lift in search of fresh tracks in Grand Canyon. Uh, two of the skiers successfully exited the pack country, but the other two became lost and required rescue by the um, GTNP Rangers. So,
0: Grand uh, Teton National.
1: National Park Rangers. Um, so they said, you know, the big thing with this is it ruffled a lot of feathers because, you know, The initial reaction was, well, we're skiers and orders, whatever. We want to be free. It's National Park, whatever. Um, But it also put people's lives at risk going out to to try to look for them and stuff. So one of the guys, Andrew Richards, 24-year-old Jackson resident, pled guilty to the charges that were filed against him. um, And he asked that they publish a letter which reads as both an explanation and apology for his actions, which is pretty... You know for a 23 year old that's a pretty pretty big thing to do so um you know he explains what they did um and he explains you know what happened to them and what they were thinking uh but then he also you know follows up to actually apologize and say that he is sorry to put you know um you know people in danger and you know risk their lives and, and all that stuff um, so he pled guilty to violation of emergency boundary closure Uh, Disorderly conduct, creation of a hazardous condition, Um, and he's he said uh, his hope is that whatever penalty he faces serves as a warning to others going forward. So I think yeah
0: i've I've read the I've read his apology, and you know, first I was like, oh, screw this guy, you know, he ducked the ropes. He should be getting you know prosecuted. And then I kind of read his explanation, and I was like, ooh. I'm very torn on how I feel here. Like, I'm not really sure I, I have a, a, how I feel about this. Cause I really like what he was saying. I mean, yes, they ducked the ropes, they went under and yeah. two of them got through of it. And two of them were lost and he really wanted to make sure his friends were, were, were safe. Yeah. So,
1: but you know, he did apologize for the right reasons because you know you got to realize they close the park because it's dangerous for them to patrol it so even while you could go out on your own that's fine but even though you're still not supposed to be there they're still obligated to go out and look for you so they are risking them their their time and energy and and everything so that's kind of why I apologize and it, it is fair you know like somebody you know yeah you're going to have a cool day or you're going to have a shit day and get stuck um bottom line is somebody else is going to risk their life potentially to to make sure that you're okay
0: And, uh, and i like that the last the last comment here it says i have been advised by Manning to seek legal counsel and fight these charges in court as the others accused have chosen to do however it seems to me this would only waste further time and valuable public resources of which i have spent enough already i feel that it would be in the best interest of the community to take responsibility for my actions and live with knowledge. I did everything in my power to right my wrong. And I really liked that statement by him. Yeah. Now, I don't know what exactly penalty he could, can be given can be struck down on him. I don't know if he's going to, you know,
1: well, they're saying he was ordered to pay $1,500, to the community service fund, um, and $1,500 in fines. So I guess three grand.
0: Now let's be honest if you are a Jackson resident as this young gentleman is I'm sure you have $3000 to spend on paying these fines. Now they all lucked out. That's that yeah. at the end of the day what we all have to realize is that they lucked out and that no one got hurt. No one none of the the rangers, the fort folks that ducked the ropes, none of them were injured no one was hurt no one got stuck in an avalanche yes it was done what they did um have we all done dumb things that we regret and may not have been in adherence with laws or regular beliefs and practices yes you know sometimes you get the sun faced Buddha sometimes you get the moon faced Buddha this guy got the sun faced Buddha everything worked out okay, and should he pay some sort of fine or you know be have something happen to him? Yes, but at the end of the day, he really did own up to it in a mature way that you know you have to respect and you know, like, we've all been there. We've all done things we shouldn't have. And, you know, do you, do you want, really want to crucify him for what happened when everyone got out of it, you know, relatively, you know, scot-free? He should He should pay some sort of reparation, but to, to vilify this guy and chastise him and crucify him, I mean, that's, that's not right. That's not going to change anything, fix anything, make anything better.
1: Right. He realizes, you know, he took responsibility for his actions, and he realizes he put other people potentially in danger. So he apologized. You know, he did the big thing. He apologized, and he's going to pay his fine and put it behind him. You know, he's yeah. better off doing that. Um, but I think, you know, like he says, it serves as a warning to others going forward. You know, think about like, okay, if you're okay sacrificing your life, are you okay putting someone else in danger? that's going to try to rescue you or look for you that's you know are you okay with that family missing their sibling their spouse or their parent you know not coming home because they were out looking for you or trying to rescue you you know and and you gotta yeah. that's part of it i mean because nothing happened that's great but had something happened it would have been a whole different conversation you know and i think he realizes that that could have been the case you know and, and that's that's why it's good that you realize that and he wanted to put out that letter.
0: Yeah. And I think the circumstances too, I mean, yeah, if something did happen and people's lives were lost, then I think he should have paid a, you know, a greater fine or, or been held accountable for that. But I think since he, you know, he did own up to it and that nothing did happen possibly because of his actions, he should not have be, not be vilified as a, uh, as harshly as, you know, right. some people may have may want to. I mean, look at that—the story we talked about. I think it was last season about that inbound avalanche that killed a bunch of people. Oh yeah. I mean, they were on a green slope. I think it was in—was um, it France or Switzerland? I mean, it was an inbound avalanche that killed a bunch of like on beginners.
1: The blue, I think, it was France, right? I There's think one so. in France and one in Italy. I think.
0: Yeah. Was it was a like a blue or green trails. Yeah, you know? like it. it it's sad. It's horrible, but it does happen. Yes. And for, you know, for, uh, for Andrew to kind of own up to it and, and say, listen, what I did was wrong, but I, I wanted to protect my friends. So I went in and put myself out there and made sure that they were able to get the help they needed. And I so think let me
1: ask you this. If you jump the rope, right. And you go missing and there's an avalanche and people think you were caught in the avalanche and you get out fine, but people go to look for you and somebody dies in another avalanche. Should that person be held responsible because they created a ha- hazardous condition potentially? I think Should they, they be they held may have for to. involuntary manslaughter or something like that? I think like they that?
0: may have to. Yeah. I think that's, that's what I'm thing.
1: saying. I think people have to realize that that could be the case, right?
0: If you really want to put a stop to this, I think that's the way you have to look at it. Because again, you're putting You're someone...
1: talking felony charge against you because you put somebody else's life in danger and maybe cause that life to
0: you know. I think if if you know I, I I I hate the idea of putting too many laws or government or politics on top of any circumstance, but when you have people who are dedicating themselves to keep people safe, you know, like the the patrol are at these resorts to to have someone risk their life because you did something stupid, I think you should be held accountable.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the forest, you know, the rangers and and National Park. I mean, it's a national park. So when the National Park Service says it's closed, you can't go in there. Well, you're breaking kind of a, a, a decree from a federal agency, you know?
0: Yeah. And you know, these Rangers, you know, they have families too. Like they have kids, they have, you know, loved ones, they have, you know, spouses, brothers, sisters, you're, you're putting that whole family on alert and you're, 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 if this person does get hurt or killed or whatever, I mean, you're, you're messing that entire family. Like that's, that should not be taken lightly. Yeah.
1: You know, because the other side of that is they say, ah, fuck it. We closed the place. We're not going to go look for them. They're probably dead. Everybody's going to be in outrage. Like, what do you mean you got to do something about it? You know what I mean? So that it's not even an option, usually, to, to yeah, say, right. well, you know, we we told you not to go there. You know?
0: Yeah. Not something to think about. But, you know, I get it. I think you really need to assess not just your risk going out there if you're going to go, but the other people, the other people you're putting in harm's way by by going out there selfishly. Yeah. So you know, I do like what he said, and I, I'm glad no one got hurt or injured or killed. So you know, I really think that uh, you know he sh- he should you know pay some sort of fee or fine, but you know it should be minor, and you know, he should have uh, you know hopefully learned his lesson and and to now everyone he knows share that information with them and let them know and spread the word that you know this this was not worth it. You know, we went out there, and
1: I, I think it's nice to see finally somebody taking responsibility for their actions right
0: mm-hmm.
1: yep and that's one complaint that we always have like somebody's going to sue somebody because of something not my, that fault. Of control. Not not my fault. fault but you know at least he knows and he's whatever I think, yeah. I think it's good
0: yeah so good on you andrew and um glad no one got hurt and speaking of getting hurt If you listen to the last two episodes, you will probably think that, wow, Mario and Brian have some sort of CTE or brain damage of some sort. And perhaps you are right. We cannot confirm nor deny these rumors. So, you know, Mario did a lot of research recently and has been reading a bunch of books and getting a bunch of information about, you know, um, CTE and the brain and... And what's going on, and and how can we prevent these sort of injuries happening while we're skiing? So, Mario, I'm gonna let you take it away because you've got a lot of great information here for this main topic.
1: Yeah. So, I guess uh, this started. There was a book that was just that just came out last month or two months ago. Um, it's called The Beautiful Brain. Um, it's by Hannah Walker Brown. It's an Audible original. So, I do a lot of stuff on Audible. And it's a CTE story. Um, So before we go into the story, I just want to do a definition of what is CTE. Now, people have heard of it from the movie Concussion uh, and the whole NFL, you know, uh, news play that happened in the last like two years or so, three years. Uh, It's uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Encephalopathy. It's Yeah. Um, So it's a degenerative brain disease found in athletes, military veterans, and others, others that have had repetitive brain trauma. So um, they're saying, you know, the the symptoms of it are really seen as you get on later in life. So you have a lot of trauma when you're younger. And then, you know, 20s and 30s, um, you'll start seeing, you know, you know mood and behavioral changes in somebody in their 20s and 30s um aggression depression paranoia 40s and 50s as the disease progresses um you you see like memory loss uh confusion impaired judgment um and eventually progressive dementia and then you know somebody in their 40s and 50s may also exhibit um you know worsening symptoms maybe you know leading into like a really bad way of life and and potentially death. So this this book um the beautiful brain talked about from a point of view of one of the FA Cup winners uh named the king uh Jeff Astle. So um FA Cup is uh you know it's a it's for soccer. It's one of the prestigious, you know, cups to win in the U, you know the UK the Premier League. Um and for this guy, one of his specialties was heading the ball. Now, uh, you know, just to summarize the book and, and his his thing, they actually talk about like heading the ball. Uh, the old soccer balls went slower, but when they got wet, they said it was like hitting a bag of cement Oof. with your head. And it's funny because they they talk to the family. I think his wife is the one that they interview a lot for this. And she's talking, she's saying, you know, the real injuries to him, that repetitive, you know, hitting on the, on the head of this ball didn't really happen in the games. You know, he would have a header to win a game or whatever, but it happened really in practice because in practice they would head the ball, they would do set pieces and they would do all sorts of stuff. And he would practice heading the ball like for two hours, you know, an hour and a half, two hours of just heading, constantly heading that ball. So you're taking it. Now you're taking these injuries in practice, not even in the game.
0: So yeah, with no idea what it's doing to you.
1: Right. And, and it's, it was just an interesting twist on it because people think like, oh, you know, in, in you know, American football, you get, you know, somebody gets like creamed. Okay, I could see that. You know, you're running through it fast motion. It's a real game, live time thing. These are things that can happen potentially in practice. So um, I know the NFL's uh, analyzing now injuries to linemen because they're repetitively hitting each other, you know, 300 pound people hitting each other isn't good either. Um, but the book also mentions uh Ellie Elise, uh, Sutter, she was a UK snowboarding Olympian. Um, she took her life, her own life on her 18th birthday. And they believe she may have suffered from CTE, but by the time the um, doctors requested to analyze her brain, um, it was too late. I guess she had been cremated or something or, or embalmed or whatever. Whatever happened, um, it wasn't able because the family agreed, but they said it was too late. Um, but they actually go in and they say, you know, um, you're talking about sports like snowboarding, skiing, where people are having, you know, if you have major injuries, you have major falls, um, especially if you're doing like aerials, you're doing, you know, uh, half pipe, you're doing, you know, big air, things like that. You potentially could start suffering, you know, more and more head injuries and it could lead to, you know, more injuries down the line. Um, But they also talk about like even people in abusive relationships, you know, people getting hit in the head repeatedly. Um, It's crazy, you know, kids getting abused. Like, so they talk about everything, but um, I think, you know, what I was looking at is, um, you know, athletes, uh, especially in winter sports. And there was another article that I found where, um, It was an article you know talking about uh, understanding concussion in winter sports as the season begins and that was uh you know something that was put on there um that's the wrong link yeah but it was uh put out at the beginning of not this past season two seasons ago um and it's something that everybody should be aware of you know we talk a lot about wearing helmets you know that's the least you can do. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, we we talked about just getting hit in the head, you know, with the bar from a lift and you're like, wow, I didn't realize, but it's good that I had my helmet on, you know, now you get a little bop in the head, you, you know, you fall, you hit your head, you, you know, there's many reasons you can get, you know, knocked out. We even have a friend in uh, the ski club that uh, he got into a he crashed so badly. He doesn't remember crashing, but he woke up in, I think it was in Canada, wasn't it? It was in Quebec. And he woke up in the hospital. He was in the hospital. Yeah, He was in the hospital for like three days. And to this day, I think he still doesn't completely know how he crashed. Yikes. And he had a helmet on and everything. So it's just something to think about. And, you know, maybe not as an adult, but, you know, when you're with your kids or you're working with kids, you know, that's an, a, a big thing to, to think about, you know?
0: Yeah. But, it's scary stuff. So, you know, on top of this information, I actually have an article that I found in the Costco connection back in November. Nice. And we never actually talked about it. And it, um, it talks about John Hopkins school of medicine. They did some research and they said about 70% of skiers and boarders, wear helmets now which is a big increase over just 25 percent 15 years ago wow and one of the things that they mention in this article too is you know they um a lot of helmets now at least the uh, some the newer ones some of the higher end ones they have the uh the MIPS designation on there it's like usually a yellow sticker and it's the multi-directional impact protection system, which is a low friction layer between the comfort padding and the hard outer shell of the helmet. So when a gentle bump occurs without a helmet, your scalp slides a little to dampen the rotational movement that would otherwise transfer to your brain. But that's not enough protection to deflect bigger forces such as from hitting trees, rocks, park obstacles other people or icy slopes the MIPS mimics the built-in response so the MIPS allows the head to slide 10 to 15 millimeters in all directions reducing the rotational motion transferred to the brain redirecting and reducing the energy and force away from the brain tissue Uh, it's been extensively crash tested in the lab to ensure that it It provides added protection for angled hits, the most common direction of impact to the head. So yeah, if you're looking for a new helmet, look for that MIPS designation, which is again, usually like a yellow sticker in the back that says MIPS MIPS.
1: Nice. I also heard something, um, you know, they say, you should replace your helmet every three to five years because they do get brittle. Like the foam gets a little more brittle and you don't get the same protection. So something to think about. Um but there's actually also a story, so it came out this year. Um and it's about have you seen this guy? Um Kai Jones?
0: Oh my god, he's fucking awesome, this guy. He's like it's twelve years old, right?
1: Yes, twelve year old man, right?
0: yeah, skier. He was uh, in the latest TGR movie. He was just like ripping down.
1: Yes, they had him in TGR. And they had that and they had some other uh footage on him. But um he's actually sponsored, he he skis in Grand Target mainly, and uh He is sponsored by Aexos, A-E-X-O-S. So it's Advanced Exoskeleton Systems. And they make this halo. Um, It's kind of an upper body garment, but it has a stiff collar that um, will actually prevent you from kind of getting whiplash or or, um, help a little bit with with, uh, head trauma if you do fall. So he's actually sponsored by them and he wears it. And they're saying, you know, products like this coming out, uh, actually are, are seeing, you know, somebody like this, it's great. You know, the parents are at least thinking, you know, hell, you know, we want to make sure this kid who's doing, I think he does big mountain skiing too, right? At 12 years old. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. He rips this kid. He's fantastic. Phenomenal.
1: But you know, at such a young age, you know, you want to protect that kid as much as you can. So for 190 bucks, they're like, you know, it's this, um,
0: 190 Canadian dollars. So it's like. $13. $13. <laughs> 13
1: American. Um, but yeah, so it actually, you know, provides some safety. So I think when you start, depending on what you're doing with, with skiing or boarding, I think you got to look at like the protection and especially for the head. Um, so one of the things that was pretty, and, and they showed it in the movie Concussion, but they talked about it in the book again. And they said, the, think about the brain as a raw piece of meat. And what would happen if you took a fresh raw piece of meat and just wrung it like a like a like a rag? Like all that stuff comes out, like it actually frays it. It's it's really pretty delicate. Um and the movie concussion, there's the guy, uh, the doctor's watching a soccer game, and every time somebody heads the ball, he shakes this peach in a uh, in a jar. And he shakes it just once. So every time, so by the end of the game, you look at the peach and it's just mangled, you know, a mangled peach. He's like, this is what happens to your brain if you had the ball that many times in a game. You know? So it, it starts making you think about like, you know, the 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 trauma you're actually putting on the brain. And there's actually um another ex-Olympian uh soccer player, she was a um I don't know if she was a goalie, but um Yeah. Uh, Cindy, Cindy Parler Cohn. So she talks about the nightmare of dealing with it and the recovery. So every time you get a concussion, uh, it takes double the time, the next concussion you get, uh, to recover. So eventually she got so many concussions. She had so much trauma that they basically said, you can't play this game anymore. So she can't play soccer anymore. And she said, you know, she, she talks about some of the, you know, episodes that she goes through. It's almost like you know, people talk about PTSD or something like that. It's almost like that where it just creeps up on you. You just out of the blue get these headaches or get, um, you know, balance issues or confusion. It's just, it's nuts. And it, it only gets worse as you get older.
0: Wow. And yeah, it's it's really bad when you um, you, know, you just look at the CTE and how it affects you. And like you said, the headaches. And then it gets even worse as you get older because that's when... They're saying there's some sort of tie between head trauma and Alzheimer's.
1: Yeah. So there's a protein that develops. And I guess they explained it in the movie concussion, they explained in the book a little bit, but I guess where your your brain tears, eventually it fills in with this protein. And that protein is what kind of fucks up your brain. And that leads to like confusion and and not making the linkages that it normally makes. It's it's kind of crazy.
0: Oof. Yeah, so I was doing some additional research based, you know, after all this great stuff that you found based on your research. And um it was Dr. Rhonda Patrick and she published uh what is the role of oh my god, fatted DHA in preventing APOE4 associated with Alzheimer's. And I think that version of Alzheimer's is really just genetic because there is some sort of genetic predisposition some people have to alzheimer's and they say that um dha which is an essential omega-3 fatty acid plays a vital role in the prevention and reversal of cognitive decline and alzheimer's so you know like that's what's found in like fish fish oil krill oil um And you wonder if, like, can any of that help this, prevent this, slow this down is, you know, can that be used as treatment or is, you know, once this happens and it's not the genetic predisposition, it's actually something physical, like, is it too late?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll tell you, I mean, my dad had a stroke and he had dementia near the end and it is going through it. You know, this book is heartbreaking you know, reading it, it was, you know, listening to it was pretty messed up because they're talking about this, you know, once amazing soccer player that, um, you know, his wife's telling that like she, he didn't recognize her some days. And I just, I've had that happen, you know, personally, it's just dementia, um, you know, senility, like, you know, it's all Alzheimer's it's, it's horrible disease. You know, it's, it's one of those things that you never realize how bad it could be until you 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 deal with it. And it's just, you know, anything anything to do to, to get more information or research on it would be great. The one thing I didn't like was the fact that a lot of this research and, and articles that were out there were around after that movie Concussion came out. And then there hasn't been a lot recently that I've seen, uh, at least for skiing and snowboarding. So it's something that's there that I think a lot of people don't want to talk about, but they, as an athlete, they prepare for and they watch. But I think the common person needs to understand that as well.
0: Yeah. And, you know, they say, too, that you can get it from from even just, you know, one example is if you're on a wave runner and you're going <clears throat> really fast and you're hitting some harsh water, so you're, you're kind of bouncing a lot. And and that could lead to you're shaking concussion. your brain
1: in your head.
0: It's crazy. Shaking your brain. Yeah. And I wonder too, like what mogul skiing. I mean, yeah. if if you're doing moguls correctly, your your body your lower body is absorbing all that, your upper body is staying perfectly still. If you're not doing it correctly and you're bouncing around a bit, could that be causing concussions? Right. I don't know. I mean, is that a possibility too? So yeah, it just it's um
1: it's they kind of scary loving. I mean, they're talking about UFC too. Think about UFC. I mean, holy crap, the amount of like trauma they're getting. Oh,
0: right? did you see the fight recently when um, the the women's fight in UFC Rose Rose the Mama, U- Mama, 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 Yeah, I didn't see that. Just getting like piled driven into the into the the mat. <sighs> yeah, ah, her neck like went down, like like kind of just like bent sideways. Oof. It's nuts, it was, man. It was brutal. Yeah, that's that's harsh, and those. Those men and women taking, you know, all the the shots during training and preparation. I know a lot of the camps are doing a lot less sparring now. Yeah. They're like, listen, you know how to fight. Let's just do drills and and uh, a lot of grappling and and body, you know, bag and pad work, and avoid a lot of the just being punched in the head because a lot of it's really unnecessary for yeah. for going into the fight for preparation.
1: So a lot of the stuff that I read was saying that there's no evidence that says just because you had a concussion or you had a brain trauma or you hit your head means that you're going to have this, right? But they definitely do have a correlation. If you get repeatedly, you know, head trauma, yeah, you have a better chance of getting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's that repetitive head trauma. And, you know, sadly, they, they do talk about like people in abusive relationships or kids being abused, women being abused, like that's pretty messed up. Or if you're in a job where you're getting bumped around a lot, you know, it could, it could affect us, you know, and, and to think about that, you know, I mean, it's sad stuff.
0: Yeah. But, you know, one thing, you know, kind of taking a, a, a little quick swing back towards the gondola here, you know, yeah. they are saying that they have been using CBD and seeing if it is actually, you know, again, because it's not, It's becoming federally legal, but it is not quite yet. There haven't been enough studies yet, but they're saying that CBD, it is an antioxidant which helps to reduce problems associated with oxygen stress. And they say that Alzheimer's patients' brain cells often show a path of rapid decline and destruction, but that's potentially stimulating the brain tissue was recently discovered as a potential benefit of CBD. CBD. And in clinical trials, CBD has shown the ability to reverse and even prevent the development of Alzheimer's negative impact. Mm. That's from a 2011 study by Australian researchers, Tim Carl, and the Carl group found that CBD promotes the growth and development of brain cells, which were shown to reduce the decline of memory and other brain functions. So, you know, it's so easy to just be like, oh, you stoners just trying to legalize weed and get fucked up. But there really is some health benefits to CBD. And, you know, now that once this farm bill passes this summer and, you know, gets officially recognized, we're going to see a lot of studies. And again, maybe it's snake oil. Maybe we've all been sold a false bill of goods. Or maybe this is going to make a big impact and help a lot of people.
1: But we should have the right to study it and figure out if it is or isn't, right?
0: 100%. We should not allow a bunch of assholes in suits who think they know what's right to tell us what we can do with our bodies. We say it almost every podcast, you know, and we just bitch about that. But um, these guys who are being paid off by lobbyists of the pharmaceutical industry, the alcohol industry, you know, to tell us to, to... have this air of authority when they really don't know what the hell they're doing, but they're just getting paid off by someone who is financially incentivized for something not to happen. We, we've got oh. to the point now where we, we're way smarter than this and we're way better than this. And to see these kind of this kind of research being done and to see these great results coming out of it is is wonderful for everyone in society so it's great to see and it's great to see that this research is going to continue to be studied and again it could be we could all be they have been lied to or it could be amazing and it's just good that we actually get to see real peer-reviewed scientific results that are going to happen from this yeah and i think we're a lot of people are going to be very surprised at what comes out of it So we're going to have all these links and there's a lot of stuff we were talking about, but Mario, you found a lot of really awesome stuff. So this is going to be great for people to take a look at. And, you know, we can, we can probably do like five episodes about this because there is so much great information.
1: I just think it's one of those things where a lot of the professional organizations wouldn't necessarily welcome this being studied and, and brought out into the open and that's why i think it's good to have that conversation outside of that you know what i mean
0: yeah and it's it's funny that they wouldn't want this to come out there because i mean would, why not just because well, it they're could not, ruin they're their not sport, benefiting. theoretically.
1: right it could ruin their sport
0: well yeah football is in real trouble i mean look at how the ratings have just plummeted over the last couple of years yeah
1: not only that look at how how less kids are playing actual football versus black football. Now at a young age,
0: I can tell you right now, my son's never playing football. Yeah. He's no dummy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting him up to that. Forget about it. He's going to ski. He's going to do martial arts. He's going to play hockey, but football, forget it. Yeah. Even soccer, like when they're young, yeah, get them running around. But once he gets to like, you know, head in the ball, forget that too.
1: Well, soccer, there was uh, a few years back. I mean, they were talking about there's a soft shell uh, helmet that they could wear. They could still head the ball yet affects it, but you know, it's a soft shell helmet to, to help with, with some of that. Um, and they actually made, I think one of the goalies wear it because he had uh, a concussion and they actually put in the rule. Like they, they decided that he had to wear the, the soft helmet. I think it was for one whole season. Wow. because he had he had a concussion. I was like, you know, that's kinda it, it shows you that at least the sports are are looking at it, you know.
0: Oh, they have to now. It's yeah. it's just so in everybody's face. I know they have the whole concussion protocol in football. Yeah. And you know,
1: a lot if of if you're a professional play, athlete, you gotta know better than than your coaches do because you gotta be you gotta be responsible for yourself and take care of
0: yourself. Well, even worse is college and high school. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like you always think that, you know, your coach has your best interests in mind. And yeah. You know what? It, again, it's a fake movie, but watch varsity blues. And that that's that I think that really rings true to a lot of, of high yeah. school and college. Friday coaches. night lights,
1: but, same thing, right? Dude,
0: we have you for four years tops, yeah. you know? We're gonna ring and squeeze every last bit of life out of you. Cause you know what? Next year, there's a whole nother group of guys coming up.
1: I heard a bunch of uh, you know, sports reporters and they were talking about just running backs in general. And they're like, yeah, running backs aren't featured because everybody knows they only last four or five years. And I'm like, you know, that's pretty messed up. So now four or five years in the pros after being beat up since they were like in peewees, now they get to the pros and everybody has this attitude that now nah, they're going to be done after four years. They're not going to be able to play. I'm like, that's pretty fucked up.
0: It's really fucked up. Yeah. You know? Like, why would you ever become a running back?
1: Yeah, it's just... So you're going to just get beat on and and carry the ball a few yards here and there. I mean, it's it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, small price to pay for a tiny little droplet of glory. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have all these links in the show notes. You can check it out. And if you have any cool new information you want to send our way, or, you know, we'll probably do a follow-up when it's closer to ski season. Because, you know, one cool thing is now, now that it's kind of not the the main ski season anymore board season if you do need a helmet and you need to find something you can get some deals on last season's gear look for those nips mips yellow stickers in the back and uh you can get a severe discount so and there's nice high. helmets
1: too man with the little ear things in there we talked about like the technology it's, it's really cool stuff
0: yeah and you look for that yellow mip sticker and uh, yeah we'll do a follow-up closer to the ski season and uh, talk about some of the the higher end helmets that are Under helping protect you during ropes. skiing and board season. But yeah. If you have any other tips or ideas or suggestions or studies, hit us up. Keep on podcast at com. All right. Do you need a, uh, a whiz break or anything?
1: I'm good, man.
0: All right. I can kind of push through too. I think.
1: Yeah, that was good. A lot of, a lot of good info. Yeah,
0: this good is really good stuff. And thanks for putting this together.
1: And we didn't beat it up too much, which is good. Cause it could yeah. get people to be like, ah, oh, I can't listen to this.
0: Yeah, I know, right? Kept it interesting. Kind of teased people
1: to say, hey, maybe I should find out more about this shit. Yeah. that dude, Kai Jones is fucking amazing.
0: Dude, he is unreal, right? I was like, fuck, man. He's like a little,
1: tiny little version of like some crazy skier, man.
0: Did you see the last TGR movie? No, I didn't. Yeah, he was in it and it was just, you're watching and you're like, oh my God, this is like a little kid. This is a 12-year-old kid? That's fucked up. Yeah, let me go grab a quick piss quick before this. uh... Okay, man. Which story do you want, the uh, energy or the cocaine guy?
1: I'll take the energy drink.
0: All right, perfect. All right, man. I'll be right back. All right. Sure. Okay.
1: All
0: right. Go. All right. You uh, got energy. I got the man with the cocaine. And Where's then we're good the co- to go. Co- huh, cocaine. Cocaine.
1: It's all the segue into the cocaine.
0: Huh. All right. You good to go? Good to go. All right. Cool. All right, now it is time to go under the ropes. Aaron, All right, kick us off.
1: So, first off, we so we've been talking a lot about a lot of medical stuff today. Um, I don't know. So, so next up we have energy drinks may have an unintended health risk. Um, so there's a lot of talk here that energy drinks, you know, promise a boost, but they're saying experts are increasingly concerned that their cocktails and ingredients could have unintended health risk. Um, they talk about huh, raising blood pressure, uh, changing the way the electrical signals get to your brain and to your heart. Um, So uh, they actually even talk about in this article, um, how the US government says for certain things like caffeine, not to go over 200 grams per 200 milligrams per serving every four hours and no more than 800 milligrams throughout the day. Um, and some of these products like Java Monster has 100 milligrams per serving. Five Hour Energy has 200 milligrams per serving. So think about it, you pat a few few of those things in a, in a few hours and, and you're just like, no wonder you can't sleep and your, your heart's gonna, you know, beat out of your chest.
0: Well, remember, like, you know, we talked about in the past, like, remember how small Red Bull was when it first came out? How yeah. tiny the cans were? They were, like, eight-ounce cans. They're so like, yo, you're not going to need any more than this ever. What is that big one now? They're at least 24 ounces, right?
1: They're, like, super... It's, like, triple the size. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, that little baby Red Bull can was, like, it was cute. You were like, all right, that's some serious shit, you know? It's like, it's, everyone said. it's like giving you a... So that ten percent beer that you had, it's like serving it in a like a twenty, twenty-eight ounce, you know, like a, just a, a her up size. Fill it yeah. up. That's
0: boot. Das boot. Das boot. Das Give you the boot. <laughs> Give you the boot. Yeah, yeah so I, it, and again, you guys. I mean, I mean, people getting you know more used to it, but like again, like you always see people just. I know one example that I remember is I went to this pizza place in New York, and there was this girl working at the counter, and she was kind of laying there, like barely barely working but she's drinking a red bull i'm like, like what are you doing like you were,
1: <laughs> just getting jacked up on the red bull just so she can sit there and do nothing
0: it's such a weird drink it's like what is the what is the right time to even drink that that's crazy you know like i i, I mean i you know i have definitely had drank plenty of red bulls and you know monsters and whatever and you know, I, I try to do it in a time when I really need that little extra pick-me-up. But honestly, at the end of the day, I'd rather just have coffee if I need that little pick-me-up.
1: Yeah. See, but the other thing, too, is you're an adult, right? You're a grown adult. I'm So if you have two Red Bulls in a day, let's say it hits 400 milligrams of caffeine, and then you get all the other crap in there, it's probably not going to be harmful to you. It's probably not good, but it's not going to be harmful. Now, if you have that same two Red Bulls in a day, and you're like a 10-year-old kid, that's pretty fucked
0: up. Yeah, wasn't there? I, I remember, like, I never actually watched a show, but I talked, someone talked, you know, I was talking to told me about it. That, like, Honey Boo Boo show. Like, isn't that oh. what her mother gave her? Like, go go juice. It was like Jeez. Mountain Dew and Red Bull. Like, Ooh. could you imagine, like, giving it to your kid, like, getting them Mountain like, Dew, Red Bull, and crack? Just getting them all, like, yeah, that's what it is for a kid. It's pretty much crack. It's getting them all, like, jacked up.
1: It's crazy. It terrible. It was pretty cool. They mentioned in here that guar- Guarana, which they mention, which is a common ingredient in a lot of the energy drinks. It is mentioned in the NCAA's 2016 17 banned drugs list. Isn't wow. that crazy? Banned? It used to be banned in 2016. It used to be, okay. Isn't that nuts? Oof. Now they opened it up because you know who's paying them a shit ton of money? The, gift of the monster. <laughs> that's right. Everybody that's making products with that. That's so.
0: really fucked up.
1: There's actually, but they funny. have a, they, they interviewed a cardiologist and she said she's shopping in a grocery store on Saturday and saw a woman with a 12 pack of Red Bull and her son was about 11, wearing soccer gear and said they were happy because uh, they were going to do well today when they had the Red Bull at halftime. <laughs> so the lady was like, holy crap, we used to have like, oranges and bananas and juice like now people are getting freaking they're giving kids red bull like that's just wrong and
0: that's how we create school shooters
1: oh nuts man yeah well at what one point are we gonna just like so not only is it probably fucking up our body right now but think about having kids like because your body changes according to the shit that you put in your body right then you have kids like on that shit like what's what kids are we gonna create
0: with that? Dude, I think about that every single day because you know our little guy, you know he's starting to get bigger now, and you know you think about like when they see whatever you do and eat and drink, like they want the same stuff. Yeah. So you really have to be so careful about that. I, mean, I remember I used to work with a guy. He used to drink like three or four red Bulls a day and he was like probably fifty pounds overweight and he was trying these like stupid crash diets all the time. It's like, dude. I can tell you right now. Just cut that Red Bull shit out and just have a coffee. Like one coffee in the morning and maybe one in the afternoon.
1: And it's one of those things that it's kind of like you're on a wheel, right? It's like an, uh, it, it feeds itself. So you have a shit ton of Red Bulls to stay awake because you're not sleeping well, and then you don't sleep well because you have a shit ton of Red Bulls. Or I'm not going to pick on Red Bull. I'm going to pick on you know whatever one of these drinks. Um, it, and then you you stay up at night. You know what I mean? Like, and the same thing would happen with coffee. If you have coffee at dinner time you're probably going to be up at night you know it's yeah. not good to have it too late so yeah, this,
0: this dude I was talking about like his his kids would see him drinking red bull and he's like they were like oh i want a red bull too yeah and it's like of course you're like you know if you love it you're like oh you will if yeah i'll give you one too and you can follow in pops footsteps you know because again that's just that's the circle of life thing hey, who and, wants your cola Jolt <laughs> <cold> cola yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's,
1: it's or what's what's the other uh, red zone red uh, code red,
0: code we're, the Mountain
1: Dew right? We play video games till three in the morning and, and drink code red all night. Like, you think you're gonna fucking sleep after that? No, you're gonna be up all night.
0: <laughs> Dude, I remember when that stuff came out. There was a they used to call it a Vince Vaughn. You would mix that with vodka.
1: Ah, there you go, was Vince, Vince Vaughn.
0: Vaughn. Oh, those were cool. I remember me and my my buddy Chris. We had our at our you know apartment that we had. We'd have. Friggin' twelve pack of the code red sitting there and a nice. giant handle of Svedka. So you could uh, you could make your own Vince Fawns. Nice. Yeah. But no, these energy like you look at the ingredients, and I know we've talked about some of them in the past. And you know, once in a while, there are some that are really good. There's some of them are really tasty. No mm-hmm. doubt about it. Um, I remember, you know, if you ever go back to episode, I think it's gotta be like one thirty something oh, where yeah. you Cameron. And we were at the uh the Boston the ski and snowboard show. It is. Dude, I had like I had a giant <laughs> Starbucks, and I chugged the whole like Red Bull. I think it was the plum one, dude. It's I delicious. was so I was so like jittery and jacked up, and I talk fast to begin with. I was talking like twice as fast. It was You're so. On point. I'll I was tell like, you. Yeah. So uh, so what do you about training? Like, what do training? you training? Like, have your own equipment coming out, or what's going on? Like, it was. It was ridiculous it was so I felt
1: good that was fun
0: i was jacked up it was
1: great yeah, right. i think you're better off drinking like a red bull or a monster or something like that right first thing when you wake up in the morning because you have all day to <laughs> metabolize it you know
0: that'd be kind of cool if they had some sort of uh alarm clock likewise yeah I see i hope the future is that there's more hardware devices connected to your smartphone so imagine like an intravenous setup that you could like just plug into your iphone so it's oh. like it's in your arm and it's tied to your alarm clock and it starts slow dripping about 10 minutes before your alarm goes off so the you time go. your alarm does go off that Red Bull is just like fully like mainstreaming, and you're like, <gasps> woo, like as soon as you wake up, you're like, Yeah, I'm gonna bang you before I leave, and then I'm gonna take a shower, and then I go to work, I'm gonna fuck shit up at work, and then I'm gonna go work out, and I'm gonna come home, have a big dinner, and then I pass out at seven thirty. <laughs> there you go. That's like perfect, right? Like that's good that's what Red Bull or Monster or Rockstar or whatever those things.
1: Just a Meyer cocktail with a with the Red Bull right in there. Yeah. Just fucking boom, right into your right into your veins. Just sober up. you up from the night before and get you ready for the day to go.
0: Ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we need that um that iPhone intravenous connection. Boom that's the
1: future right there Mike. yeah but then they have an update and they fuck up your intervening. <laughs> it and
0: doesn't then. work it goes <laughs> like two in the morning you're getting jacked with red bull you're like awake like wide awake you're like
1: having this crazy dream because they fucking you it's get like, dosed at like two i in the thought morning.
0: you were on london time thanks apple not new london york time X. yeah right yeah we fight with apple you? steve jobs that wouldn't happen he was still alive i know i'll fucking looking short. at you tim cook yeah looking at okay. you
1: in your face, Tim Cook.
0: You suck.
1: Yeah. I...